the average amount of time that an internet user between the ages of 16 and 64 spend using social media every day is two and a half hours. Two and a half hours a day is 38 days per year. Hey everybody, this is Susie. And Cosmo from soulanchoring.com. You're listening to the I Feel Loved When podcast. The show for people who interact with people. We're your go-to podcast for navigating God-honoring relationships, whether single, dating, engaged, or married. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And now, here's today's show. Hey, Susie. Hey, Cosmo. Hey, what do you got for us today? Well, today, we're going to talk about social media. Oh, social media. Have you heard of it? Uh, It's new. It's new. Yeah, I... (laughs) I think I've heard about it somewhere <laughs> in the newspaper. So, <laughs> newspaper. Yeah. Maybe, the carrier pigeon bring you information about social media. I have this eight-track tape, and I was listening to it the other day. I know that you've heard of it because you nerded out and found um, a recent study and a quote for us to start us off today. Yep, you're right, Suzu. There was a recent study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association that revealed that teens who use social media more than th- more than three hours a day may be at heightened risk for mental health problems. Oof. And since the pandemic, there's been a huge uptick in depression and anxiety among teens, especially low self-esteem, disordered eating, body image issues, and suicidal thoughts. Wow. And social media really is designed to hook our brains. And teens are especially susceptible to its addictiveness, says Nancy DeAngelis, who's the director of behavioral health at Jefferson Health in Ebbington. I also found uh, another thing that she said, which was really interesting. Social media platforms drive surges of dopamine to the brain to keep consumers coming back over and over again. The shares, likes, and comments on these platforms trigger the brain's reward center resulting in a high similar to the one people feel when gambling or using drugs. Wow. That's, so this is the problem with social media. That's incredible, yeah. Yeah, we're, we are definitely consumers, and we consume a lot of content every day, and a lot of that content is actually manufactured in a way so as to be addictive. Right. They don't want to just give you information. They right. want you to have information that's addictive, keeps you coming back for more dopamine, keeps you coming back to things that are generally, um, just with any addiction, you need a little bit more every time. Yeah. So there's actually a reason for why you lose track of time when you're scrolling. If you feel kind of out of control, like I can't stop doing it, there's a reason for that. What is that reason? The reason is there is a group of highly trained, highly paid individuals who literally sit around and figure out ways to keep you hooked. Yeah. They're not, it's not an accident. They didn't happen upon some magic formula. They're working very hard at it. And they're asking each other questions like, how can we make the pleasant ping of a like even more pleasant so people crave them? They ask, how can we analyze people's behaviors, such as the speed of scroll, how many, what they like, what they dislike, and feed them more both of what they like so that they're happy and more of what they dislike so they get worked up about stuff. Right. Yeah, they always want to get more and more and deeper. Uh, it's yeah. with, with anything that's addictive, you're always going to have to get more. So they figure out yeah. how to get you on that track. Yep. It's not just that you lucked upon it right. along oh, the way. Wow. They have, look, I've, what I found. They have no. algorithms that get you <laughs> deeper and deeper into the hole. 
And they also even have ways of like determining how long you stay on a certain post, like how long you look at an image or watch a video so that they can then pour more posts like that into your feed. So it's really, it's kind of creepy when you actually stop and think about it and recognize what's what's going on. You are the product. You are the, that's right. We, we think we're the consumers, but we're actually the product. Yeah. So there was a study done, datareportal.com, and they found that the average amount of time that an internet user between the ages of 16 and 64 spend using social media every day is two and a half hours. Ooh. Now, that that's a lot, and it may not, I mean, okay, that includes like YouTube, Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> I think I haven't used that one yet. That sounds fun. It's the, it's the best one. I'm going to look it up tip right top. now. Please, maybe you shouldn't. I'm oh, no, not, I'm addicted already. I'm not sure. Tip top. Anyway, oh, it's so, so great. <laughs> those are the top five that are used that we're using for about two and a half hours a day. And that, on, on first glance, may not seem like such a big deal. But when you actually do the math, which I did the math, Cosmo, Ooh, math? and I, I think I got it. Ooh, let's I think do I public got it right. math here. Public math. Um, two and a half hours a day. F- is 38 days per year. 38 days. 38 days. 38 days out of 365 days. That's 24 hour days. About a tenth of your year. A tenth of your year. Now, just to put it in perspective, we sleep approximately 122 days per year. Wow. So that's like a third, a third of the amount of time you spend sleeping, which is something that your body requires. Right. It's actual you don't just rest. sleep 122 days a year because you're lazy. Your body actually requires sleep. Right. And we know that social media, because of the way that they've devised it, is not rest. Right. It's not biblical rest. It's not good for you rest. Right. It may be informative. It may be entertaining, but it's not rest. It's not rest. So you are active and hitting those dopamine centers for 38 days. Days. 38 days. And I I, I also thought about it too. If that's the case, then it is one year out of every 10 years of your life. I've just sucked one year of your life away. Someday I might go as high as five, but I really don't know what that would do to you. Social media. That's what it is. That oh, was man. The, that, I didn't realize that was the original machine. We that, thought it was just water, you know, and stuff sucking, like that. Sucking, sucking years, his life away. Years but of life away. Wow. It was actually social media that it he was, was using. Social media. He was he was before his time. You don't know who he is. We're talking about the Princess Bride. Oh yes. And we're talking about the movie, the, the Princess Bride. The movie, the not Princess actually the bride. bride because she didn't do that. <laughs> I don't remember the guy's name. Do you? Count, Count Rugen. Count Rugen. I believe I may have it mispronounced, but Count Rugen, I believe, the Six Fingered Man. The Six Fingered. Better man. known as the Six Fingered Man. Yes. He was. It the was one. a way to torture. He was torturing Sweet Wesley. Yeah. Anyway. But in the opposite, we seem to have pleasure with this. Well, actually, I guess like you said, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we get on, uh, we, we are upset and angry at the things that we mm-hmm. see. So eh, it could be it's, torture either way. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into that more in just a minute. I just wanted to kind of finish out um, this thought that consuming is not necessarily or inherently a bad thing, and neither is social media. They're not right. inherently bad, but when we consume mindlessly um we're just allowing all that input to just flow into our minds and hearts with no filter right no nothing we're measuring it against we're just letting it come in and do what it will Mm. and the world says who cares it's fun it's a distraction so why not keep doing it and people are making money people are making money that's good you know hey 
you know, it's it's just another men, means of commerce. Yeah. And so, a means of escape. Means of escape. I mean, because, you know, you, may, you might think, oh, I don't buy anything off social media. I don't buy off of Instagram or Facebook. But it is an escape mechanism. Mm-hmm. It is a numbing mechanism. Right. And they help us feel. Right. We don't necessarily care how. <laughs> we don't always analyze whether we feel happier, sadder, angrier, more fearful, lonelier. We just know we feel. Right. So it's interesting to me that... After I've spent some time on social media scrolling and whatnot, I often feel different than I did before I started, Mm. but it's not necessarily better. Right. It's just different. So Mm -hmm. I've given myself a break from the the feelings of reality, from the feelings of my real life. Right. Well, you've been programmed by the by the algorithm into a new reality. Yeah. And that reality is different than the one that you actually exist in right here. Yeah. And I often return to the feelings of my real life with a bit of a jolt. Just like any other numbing agent, the problems are still there when you sober up. Mm. The numbing agent just helped you forget them for a little while. Right. And and you and I, Cosmo, aren't big big drinkers. We've never had any kind of alcohol problems or drug problems. But I can only imagine um, the effects of alcohol being the same. Like there's it's this numbing, right? Um, this numbing agent. And again, when you sober up. Your problems are still there, right? Sometimes even amplified. Sometimes amplified, and actually, you know, I'm just thinking about myself personally, that there are times that I'm, you know, I think I'm done with everything for the day, and I think, well, I'll just, I'll just look at, you know, just for a little bit, yeah. I'll just sit down uh, and look through my feed and see what's going on in the world, and it's amazing that sometimes I don't know how much time's passed it's like you said it's sort of numbing yeah and then you realize how much time's passed and you feel bad about spending all that time yeah and then when you're done I think a lot of times I feel sad hmm. um, maybe that I've wasted time or like you said it's just a different feeling like yeah you just uh yeah. and and so it's it's not rest it's not i'm ready to rest it's i don't feel good mm. i don't feel good about the world i don't feel good about myself um you know, i'm not really ready for bed anymore i'm just sort of blah yeah and that's never a, it, it doesn't that feeling doesn't happen to me hardly ever mm. outside mm-hmm. of that um uh, outside of looking at social media yeah. and it's usually late at night if i'm looking at it during the day you know i take a few minutes i kind of check the news it's it's fine but i think that scrolling when you're tired yeah and you're aimless because between now and bed what else is there yeah well it could go on forever because are you really tired yet i'm not really tired yeah and i think it kind of sucks that natural energy out of you to do the thing that you normally would do anti-energy but it's not you're not tired I don't know how to do it. It's describe. dark energy. We finally dark found dark energy. energy. If anybody's so, looking, this go. is where we it found is. dark energy. Yeah, I find myself, I tend to not scroll so much like getting ready for bed or laying in bed, but I do it more when I'm waiting hmm. for something. Um, like I'm waiting for a person or something's going to happen in 30 minutes and I'm just waiting for it. And instead of making use of that waiting time, I'm like, oh, well, I'm just going to be waiting. So I might as well do this kind of distracting activity. Mm-hmm. But it, it does the same thing. It almost makes the waiting more intense, like mm. it makes it worse somehow, because then when I come out of it, whatever I was waiting for 
now doesn't get the best of me. Mm. It kind of gets the leftovers. Yeah, whatever I'm whatever I was left feeling after scrolling is now what I'm going to give you when you right. come in the door cuz you're who I was waiting for. Cuz it's not all cat videos. No, that might be okay. Sadly, it should be. Yeah. So, in addition to the kind of who cares, let's numb out attitude that the world takes on, I think the world also says, I mean, this is fairly innocent. It could be worse. Compared to the other addictions like alcohol, drugs, sex, rock and roll. <laughs> Isn't this a... <laughs> Addicted to rock and roll. Yeah. I guess it could be. Yeah. It could be, for yeah. sure. Isn't this a fairly innocent addiction? I mean, it's on your phone. Yeah. So surely it's got to be okay for it's you. Right Everybody's there. got a phone. It's so easy to access. But the reality is, if we want to have... If we want to be a healthy person and have healthy relationships, then we don't want to actually be addicted to anything. Correct. We don't want to rely on something else to make us feel certain ways and help us to deal with the reality of our lives. Because addiction is similar to obsession. Mm -hmm. And obsession is the opposite of godly worship. Yeah. So I would say, I said we don't want to rely on anything else. I think the only thing we want to rely on is God. Absolutely. To help us navigate reality. Like we don't want to, we don't want to have these, these other sources that we have to hunt down or pay for or whatever god's god's the only thing that's going to actually help you navigate reality in a way that that doesn't destroy you on the back end right right and the and two our others deserve our focus and attention Mm -hmm. not a distracted numbed out version of us but the real us caring about them being our best for them so that we can have true and honest relationships yeah and i think about that when i'm when i've spent too much time when I'm tired at night and I've gone and I'm like, what the heck? How did how did a half an hour go by? I'm right. looking at this. I think, how many encouraging messages could I have sent yeah. in 30 minutes? Yeah. How many prayers could I have lifted up for, you know, my brothers and sisters in Christ in 30 minutes? So part of what we're saying is that we we really want everybody to um, be mindful mm-hmm. about where they're focusing their attention and how they're doing that because if your attention is taken away from you or you're giving it away freely you're actually entering into slavery mm-hmm. you're entering into a place where you are giving you're you're giving of your time and your energy to something that is not going to profit the kingdom of god it's not going to profit you it's not going to profit the people around you yeah. so therefore we look at like galatians 5 1 for freedom christ has set us free Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Mm-hmm. So don't be going back to the place you just got freed from. When you are spending this time engaging in these things, uh, slavery means that you're paying a price, uh, and, and that price is going to be freedom. And the other, other verse that we think of is Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And when these algorithms are telling you what to think, <laughs> telling you what is next and how to process this this world and, and the reality around you, you are being transformed by the algorithms and not mm. being transformed by the word of god i think that renewal of the mind is critical there because this is talking about a renewal 
not just different, mm-hmm. like we talked about. It's not just thinking about something besides what you were thinking about or changing your thoughts from your life, but rather a renewal of your mind. And this verse talks about unto knowing what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. That's what we're renewing our mind to. And that's what we should be setting our mind on. Yeah. And there are some social media things that are helping us to do that. The question is, is what is the ratio? Why are you doing it? And how are you doing it? to glorify God and to make sure that your mind is being renewed and not being trampled by the world. Yeah. So we tend to look for quick fixes, distractions, instant gratification, because all of those things are honestly way easier than doing the intense internal work that's required to become a person of substance who has relationships of substance. And the reality is the true longings of our hearts will never be met in these ways. Social media can't can't meet them. We long for true connection, for knowing and being fully known. And so what should we do about this? What's the what's the solution, Cosmo, that that we find ourselves applying? That was a really cumbersome way of saying what's our solution? <laughs> oh, thanks, Susie. I was wondering if you would ever come to the end of that. Get to the point, lady. Sentence. <laughs> Yes, we literally have to fight the machine. Mm. We have to fight the world. And part of the world is that that desire, the the world's desire is for us to be slaves to the system and not to be um, not to be under the 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 headship of God. And we're not necessarily suggesting that you quit all social media. Because we have social media. We have it's social not like media. We have not, we, it's not like we've completely given it up. Right. However. Right. (laughs) Along the same lines, uh, you know, should I just pluck out my eyes so I don't see anything sinful? Uh, You know, you can you can stop everything. Now, in that right, if God says stop, stop. Yeah. If God says uh, blindfold yourself for a while, blindfold yourself Mm -hmm. for a while. God says don't go here, don't go there, don't go. Ask God what he wants you to do. That is the most important thing. And then follow through. Be obedient to God in those things. But we're saying is that in and of itself, social media can be used for good mm-hmm. or it can be used for evil. So we're on board for taking fasts from it yeah. because it can get to the point where you're just not really noticing what it's doing to you. Yeah. Um, it, it's just like with anything else that if you're around it a lot, you kind of get desensitized to it. So. Yeah. We're suggesting that you that you not just consume it mindlessly. Mindlessly, correct. Yeah. One of the things that, that we do to help ourselves is that we will share reels and posts with each other and then watch them together and discuss them. Kind of talk Sometimes about Sometimes I send a few too many. Cosmo sends a lot. Like he's the He's the There's some really good stuff king. out there. <laughs> Whether it's cat there. stuff or there's marriage stuff. <laughs> but when you but when you turn to me and you say, Hey, did you get that real I sent? I'm like, uh, which one? You sent me like fifteen. <laughs> it's true. It is it's true. true. But it is good. Because when we get a chance to actually discuss them, we get to talk through how we view it from our Christian perspective, what we think, how we think it either aligns or doesn't align with the Bible. What is the message that it's conveying? Is it a message that we believe or not? Right. And a lot of them too are just um, simply observance of God's creation and mm-hmm. how amazing he made animals and 
people who can do amazing things. It, it's incredible what's out there just that gives glory to God. He's, he's talking about funny cat videos. They are really cute. <laughs> when we evaluate these different forms of entertainment, whether it's TV or it's social media or anything like that, we really look at it through the lens of the gospel. Is it is it revealing and, and glorifying Christ, or is it revealing and glorifying the devil? And we look at these scenes, and you know, are if there's a scene that is a sinful action, you know, somebody sleeps with somebody's wife, are there consequences to that? Do they mm-hmm. actually show and reveal the consequences of sin? Because we have plenty of stories in the Bible that do the same, and that actually helps us to reveal, yes, there are consequences to stuff. And when we talk to people, we can say, look, look at this scene, look at this thing. Yes, it shows the consequences. But then there's other pieces that are like, oh, they slept with whoever and what? They're all happy. There's no problem. Nobody yeah. gets jealous or spiteful <laughs> or angry. And and so we have to evaluate what is being revealed in this? And what are they trying to cover up? We know they're a slave to sin here, but they're not acting like slaves. So what's going on? And so the reason that we do this is because we live in a world full of believers and non-believers. One, one thing that we want to do is encourage other believers with good stories that we've both watched and like, oh, it really revealed Christ or it really revealed the devil. Yeah. And we, Lessons we, learned. And we can see the Bible. Principles. We can see God's principles active here. Yeah. But also with the people that don't believe, well, if they're watching some of the same content, then we can actually talk to them about where Christ is revealed. So are you saying that non-believers don't only watch Christian programming and Christian Instagrams? Like non-believers might be watching something that that we may have have completely rejected because it's not Christian? Is that what you're saying, Cosmo? I I think that that the people of the world watch the shows of the world and that maybe we should be in the world but not of the world in the world but not of the world and engage with those people by knowing what the consequences of those things are i i think that you're asking some really (laughs) good leading questions here and i feel i should have a really good answer um but i'm gonna let you answer instead (laughs) ha well i just think that this gives us the ability to connect with people through shared stories right that again people who don't follow christ are watching those shows on Netflix that you may shun because they're showing wickedness. Um, and I'm not, again, if God is calling you to not watch these things, then please, by all means, don't watch them. But for Cosmo and I, what we found is because we can open up doors of conversation about these topics and say, hey, when this happened, did you notice this consequence? This is what the result of that sin was. This guy seemed to have it all together and have his life all figured out. But behind the scenes, you get to see he's lonely and he's desperate for connection. And so just these different storylines that allow us to say, this is the human condition. And if you're talking to a non-believer about some show they've watched and your response is, well, I don't watch that show because I'm a Christian. You have to say it like that too. <laughs> you do, and you should really judgmental. You should have seen my little head wiggle. Oh, she had a great head wiggle and, and and a frown. You know, just sort of and this a frown. Hmm. That I, I just think that that's a that's a turnoff. Now, again, if God has called you not to watch these things, and I'm not, I don't know how far we go down the rabbit hole here, Cosmo, and say things like we're not suggesting you watch pornography right. so that you can understand the mind of a 
porn addict. Right. We don't want you to watch people being slaughtered if that's not going to, you know what that is about. The thing is, is that we, we want to engage with story, especially yeah. popular story. Um, and it could be books too. I mean, there's all sorts of social media, but the social media is out there and it, and it is promoting a message and we need to know what that message is. We don't have to watch it all the time or know all every single bit. But there are some popular things that are out there that it's good to know about. When Harry Potter came out, it's yeah. it's for those who are called to to evangelize and to to offer up well engage in, engagement and um, um, engage with people in the world. Right. I think that that it's important to to have some background knowledge about what what they're watching and what they're engaging with. Right. Because right. then we know the stories. Then we know how to speak to those stories. And really what we want to talk about is how those stories engage their soul. Because they're going to have hate, happy, sad, elation. They're going to feel feelings when certain things happen. Mm. And we can then identify and talk to them about how they felt about certain things. And then say, is this something that you want to have happen in all of your life? Or is this a bad thing? Is this a good thing? And then you can start talking about morality. You can start talking about the different parts of the gospel message and how God has made us and God reveals things through our emotions and through our desires uh, to love other people and how he created us in his image. And so that comes through in story. The Bible is a huge, amazing God-ordained narrative, and those stories nowadays are not known by common people. Mm-hmm. And in order to reference them back, we can say, oh, here in Harry Potter, there's actually a Harry Potter, you know, okay, I'm sure everybody's seen this or knows the story. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. He dies and comes back to life. <laughs> Wait, did you? Well, and you ask the author, and she says, oh, yeah, I took that from the Bible. Most, most of these stories, they're coming from the basic concepts of the Bible because they are the heart of human nature and God's interaction with us. And what happens to us when we say no to God and, we've, and when we say yes to God. Yeah. Okay. So this is obviously a topic that Cosmo and I are very passionate about. And we've kind of taken a little rabbit trail down the... Um, into the world of why we don't just watch Christian programming or only follow Christian Instagram accounts. But we want to kind of bring it back to what we started off with, (laughs) which was the discussion about social media consumption, not doing it mindlessly, but rather exercising some discipline in the way that we engage with social media. Yeah, so when it comes to social media, learning how to effectively lead yourself and others all comes down to discipline. Mm. Happiness, success, fulfillment, they all stem stem from focus and self-control. And so self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. And it might be hard to believe that when you're facing this all-you-can-eat buffet of entertainment and social <laughs> media, it's, it's, it's really hard to believe that, that you can be disciplined there. Yeah. But even scientific studies show that people with self-discipline are happier. And say, why is wait, that? Wait, wait, say that again. Scientific studies show that people with self-discipline are happier. So dis- people who are self, huh. So discipline can make you happy. Discipline can make you happy. <laughs> and in fact, this is a, another thing along the same lines. 
people who do hard things together mm. are happier. Yeah. So getting that ice bath together, going for a run, doing Cli- something. Climbing going, a mountain. Climbing a mountain. Oh, there's a song about that. But doing <laughs> things hard together, and we, we appreciate, and, and part of what we do at Soul Anchoring is, is to try to help people realize that doing the hard work getting into into that difficult place where you are not comfortable mm. actually brings forth happiness at the end and can have joy through the middle of it. Because with discipline and self-control, we actually accomplish more of the goals that we truly care about. Right. It's the bridge. Self-discipline is the bridge between goals defined and goals accomplished, right. which is the difference between a wish and reality right you know a goal that's just out there in the world that never happens is just a wish and and it's the difference between being called Mm -hmm. by god and effectively walking with god in that calling that discipline is actually obedience it is following god's lead and call and it's one of the core tenets of habit building which we think is essential in soul anchoring because part of what we emphasize here at Soul Anchoring is doing hard work and doing that work together. Together. Dang it. If we had just said that together, <laughs> that would have been awesome. Try it again. Together. Oh, and doing that hard work together. together. <laughs> Nailed <Yes>. it. <laughs> so if you don't have a measurement, then how do you know where you are? How do you know where you were? And how do you know where you want to be? So this is one of the things that we like to make part of our weekly meeting, our weekly discussion, as, because it's better to make these small course corrections now than big ones later on. Right. Like, this is what we want to be doing. This is what we want to be working on. How are we doing? Okay, what course corrections can we make this week so that we're more closely aimed at our target? Right. And we also find that discipline mixed with discernment allows you to be in the world. You can gain knowledge and discernment towards other people and it gives us the ability to connect with other people Mm -hmm. through shared experience and stories so you can be in the world through through discipline and discernment but not of the world Mm -hmm. and we look at first john 2 16 for that for it is in the world the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life it's not from the father but it is from the world so we don't want to be in the world we don't want to be part of the desires of the flesh the desires of the eyes or the pride of life and 1 Corinthians 15.33 warns us, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. And that that's social media as well. Mm. You don't want to be part of bad company. Now, you can still be around bad company. You can't be part of bad company. Mm. Yeah. And Psalm 101.3 says, I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. Hmm. So let's break down, break it down into practical application, something for you guys to try to put this into practice for yourself. Now, maybe you're not convinced. You know, we gave you the statistic that people spend two and a half hours per day on on their social media accounts. And maybe you're not convinced that you spend that much time. Well, there's a simple way to check it. If you're an iPhone user, go to settings and look for screen time, and it gives you a very sobering account. <laughs> I was actually surprised that mine is like two and a half hours, almost wow. almost exactly every day. Wow. Now, what's interesting to me about that 
is it that includes I mentioned includes WhatsApp, mm-hmm. and I exclusively use WhatsApp like to talk to my family. Right, and so I kind of pull the WhatsApp hours out of there, so it's not quite two and a half hours a day for me. Right, but it's close enough for me to be like, oh yeah, that's me too. Yeah, and then Cosmo, is there an Android equivalent? There is. Uh, if you go to your settings, you can look at digital well-being, mm-hmm. and I think you have to set up that to be. Uh, able to, for it to, to look at your stuff and track iPhone it. just yeah. tracks you automatically. Yeah, iPhone just tracks you. You <laughs> Thanks, actually Apple. have to tell Android that you want something. I don't know if you can unwant so it after that, but you can at least tell it that you want it. So that would be the first thing I would do. And then the next thing I would say is to, to just get started on something. Like maybe pick a day this week that you could intentionally fast from social media for a period of time. And think about a time that you would normally be tempted to mindlessly scroll. So Cosmo talked about before bed. Mm-hmm. Maybe he could intentionally say, okay, um, I'm before bed, I'm not going to intentionally, I'm, I'm going to intentionally not scroll. I'm going to do something else. And I think that's the key. Instead of scrolling, set a timer and do something else. Right. Because the trick is not just to do nothing, to lay there and be like, I'm not going to look at social media. I'm not going to look at social media. Because all you're thinking about is social media. That's right. But to intentionally do something different, like right. read a book or journal or pray or go for a walk or send kind messages to your friends or talk to a friend on the phone, those kinds of things, as opposed to just this um, void, right. you want to have good practices to replace it Fill with. It something good. Yeah. So another idea is to look at the fruit of the Spirit in your life. And the fruit of the Spirit is a list of nine attributes of a Christian life inspired by the Holy Spirit living inside of us. These attributes are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And what we're talking about with discipline and social media is that we need self-control. And we want to do things that increase the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So these qualities really can help demonstrate the change of sanctification that's at work in in our hearts. Yeah. So on a sheet of paper or on your computer, anywhere you want to, uh, jot down where any of these spiritual fruit are not growing or are withering, where you feel like any of these things are not being shown or expressed in your life. And whatever time you're removing from social media or entertainment, I would suggest that you spend that time praying for the Spirit of God to prepare, prune, and protect the growth of His fruit in you. Now, if you didn't catch um, the fruit of the Spirit, that list that Cosmo read off, it is found in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. All right. So to wrap up today, 1 Corinthians ten thirteen says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So friends, you're not alone. Your temptation is not bizarre and only yours, and nobody else struggles with these things. And, and God knew that it was coming. God he knew, knew that social media and entertainment and everything, it is yeah. just a new form of the same distractions. Yeah. So don't be discouraged that I'm the only one who has this addiction to social media. You're not. You're not alone. And there is there are ways out of it. And let's say you make a plan to cut back and um, it's really difficult and you're struggling a lot. Get a friend. 
Um, have a friend help get you out friends. with it. Get two friends. Ask your if you're married, get your spouse on board and say, "Hey, let's spend time not on social media together when we when we could typically be on it. Let's let's hold each other accountable to doing something else that's God glorifying and that's relationship building as well." So we just want to say in closing, put the phone down and lift God up, and that will be a wonderful, full, and abundant life. Amen. Amen. Except we should pray. (laughs) An amen. Oh, then I'll just pray. Okay. All right. Father, we just thank you so much that you, um, you are the story giver. You are the narrator of our lives and that you love the stories that you have placed in this world. And we are, we are, um, we are part of that. And we want to have stories that when people read them are excited to read them. Uh, we, we want you to be uh, at the center of all of them. We want you to be um, the, the social media that we share. Mm-hmm. We, we want to share your goodness and your glory with other people. We don't want to be quagmired in um, deceptive things that, that um, bring us down, that, that bring us into slavery, that rob us of our fruit. So we ask that you would help us to, um, to come to you, to, to fall before you, to humble ourselves, and that you would focus our, our, our eyes and our minds, our hearts, our very beings on you and on the things that you call us to, so that we have good things to share, that we have appropriate time spent in different places that will be rewarding and glorifying to you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. See you next time. See you next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. We hope that you liked what you heard and learned something that'll help you have impactful interactions with others. We think it's totally awesome that you're taking this time to invest in yourself and your relationships. We know it's sometimes easier to just shut the door and shut out the world, but you're doing the hard work of soul anchoring. So yay, you keep going. You've got this. If you're interested in our resources, in-person events, online courses, personal coaching, and the like, go to soulanchoring.com for more information. And when you have a spare minute, would you please do all the things for us? You know, follow our podcast, leave a rating and review, recommend it to your friends and family, and follow us on Instagram at soulanchoring. Okay, people, you are now ready to To people. people.